The Angels begin a three-game series against the Oakland Athletics starting this evening. Two terrible teams, and so we're asking the question, what the heck are we going to cheer for? Well, John and I will tell you, and we're going to ask the question, what's wrong with Rysele Iglesias? Well, we know, and we're going to share. Plus, the Angels said Otani's not going anywhere, so what now? You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can share the pod with your friends by hitting the share button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. And you can post it to your personal social media page, and this will help others find the show. Hey, thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every single day. You've got the Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros, here with you longtime Angels fans through thick and thin. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Maybe we can be thick and thin for an episode, Mike. I'll you call know, you I've thick. You know, and... I've never been thick. I've always been thin. That's I've true. I'm the thick one. I've had the same weight since I was high, in high school. So. You, got, you, got, you got the tall jeans and the tan jeans, and I got the short and white skin jeans. So. Yeah, that's all right. You got you got the hair jean. I oh, got there the we go. jeans. All right. all right. Fair trade. Fair trade. <laughs> hey, we've got a series against the A's and the Mariners shortly after that. And this is the first time in a while we've played the A's. And when we played them back in May, we were a good team. And it was yeah. like, hey, we're, we're going to roll over these A's this weekend. And, and now we're playing them this week. And who knows what that's going to be like, but we've got three games against the A's. Then we go back up for four games against the Mariners in Seattle. Right. That should be a, an interesting confrontation. And then three next week against the A's once more. And these A's are currently in rebuild mode. We know how the yep. A's like to rebuild every few years, and they send off their best players like their Matt Chapmans and their Matt Olsons and just recently, just yesterday, they sent Frankie Montas to the Yankees. They got a pretty good return because they also sent Lou Trevino. Yeah. Everyone's making the joke about what happens when Lou Trevino pitches to Jose Trevino. Uh, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that'll be fun. But again, these A's are currently rebuilding. They're getting lined up for the future. They're not pesky now, but they will continue to be pesky for the AL West in the near future because getting anything from the Yankee system is going to be a good thing. Yeah, in fact, uh, former Hall of Fame Locked On Angels broadcaster Steve Granato, who hey. now is doing minor league baseball for the Yankees, said that a lot of those players were players that he actually got to see every single day. Yeah. And so he was heartbroken because he said the team was actually good. I think they were like 19-8 and eight in the month of July. Wow. And so he was really excited to watch them. And so all of those pitchers and players are now going to be with the A's, and they'll be the ones giving us headaches in the future. And whenever we play the A's it's always really close and I think the last series John that you were talking about wasn't that the series where it was the double header and we we could have maybe swept the entire weekend and yet Rysel Iglesias came in and blew one of the games gave up like a walk-off home run and we ended up losing mm-hmm. I think we won like three of four or, or four or five in that series but it's one of those it's one of those teams that whenever we play them it's always a one run two run game mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to watch what happens against this team starting tonight. And so we actually have been asking the question, since we are a team at the bottom of the AOS along with the A's, 
we've been asking the questions. So, so what are we going to cheer for? Yeah. As fans, because I mean, if we're going to go on a run, now would be the time to go on a run. But it would have to be like this miraculous, never before seen sort of run. And hey, we're the Angels, so maybe it'll happen. Maybe if we flap our wings in the outfield, it'll it'll take place. No. Colin, jo- so- <laughs> Colin Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, I don't think he can. Help no, us. it's not. It's not going to happen. So we have we have a couple of things that we can cheer for, Johnny. The first is, of course, we can cheer for Shohei Otani, who is going to be on the mound on Wednesday, and we can cheer for a quality start, and we can cheer for an actual win for him, because Mm -hmm. it would be a career high if he wins this game. It'll be his 10th win of the season, and he's only won nine, and he's won nine this year, and he won nine last year, and the thing that we're really cheering for is Otani to be the Cy Young, and right now, his greatest competition is is some guy named Justin Verlander. <laughs> and uh, Verlander's having such an incredible season. So maybe we need to pivot and just cheer that Shohei Otani wins his second MVP this year. But then there's some guy named Aaron Judge <laughs> that's actually given him a run for his money, who's actually on pace with Barry Bonds. And when Barry Bonds hit his 70-plus home runs and broke the single-season record. So we're cheering for Shohei. I want to see him get a win. I want to see him be in Cy Young contention and MVP contention. So he's pitching on Wednesday night. And then Thursday, John, your boy, Jose Suarez, is on the mound. Yeah, Jose Suarez is on the mound. And something to cheer for there and hope for and root for is that he continues to figure things out because he is a much-needed piece whether that's the rotation or maybe a long relief out of the bullpen. We've seen him do both, and last season he succeeded as a starter, and we really hope that he can get back to what was working well for him. And his last time out, he had a great start. He did not do terrible, and we want to see more of that from Jose Suarez. It's really interesting. You've always kind of wrapped up Suarez and Berea as those on the fringe types where they can really help you out. And then all of a sudden last season, Suarez really showed what he was capable of. I just feel like that's another instance of a really young guy figuring things out, learning how to be a professional pitcher in the major leagues. And it all goes back to trusting what you've got. I think Reed Detmers went down and figured out how to use that slider and how to trust what he has, and we've seen the difference that makes. Get Buddy Carlisle up here to work with Jose Suarez because for real, <laughs> that would be that would be a game changer for him. But again, it goes back to what do you think the batter is going to think that you're throwing, and right. you know that comes with experience, that comes with time, and I still think that Jose Suarez can be an effective pitcher in the future. And we've used him as a number five and number six, and that's exactly what he is right now and in the future. You got to have those number five guys in your rotation. And with the Angels, you got to have those number six guys in the rotation. So I really think that Jose Suarez could develop his stuff and trust it a little bit better. Well, tonight's game is an interesting um, start because... Uh, Frankie Montas was supposed to be right. the actual starter for the ace. That's not going to happen again. Right. And and then uh, Noah Syndergaard is, as of this recording, is our probable for yeah. tonight's game. And so we'll see if that actually rings true. We'll see if it actually happens. I feel like and so from this point, we've got about 24 hours where this episode will be outdated if Noah yes. Syndergaard gets straight. <laughs> so what do we want, John? Here. What do we want? Do we want to be outdated or do we want Noah Syndergaard to be traded. Tell me what you want. Oh, 
I want I want to keep Syndergaard because I want to keep him okay. for the future. I want to see him stay with this team even after 2022. And yeah. I know that you could trade him away and get him back, but he likes it here. We love him here. Why not? I mean, yeah. Mike, I've said it many times. The rest of the schedule is not that difficult. But if yeah. we continue to poop the bed like we did against the Rangers this <laughs> yeah. past weekend, then I'm going to keep sounding like a fool because I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. But then you can't beat the Rangers in a series. Yeah, right. And they had many opportunities to do so. By all accounts, if if they continue the light schedule and beat the teams that they should beat, Noah Syndergaard would be a big part of that. Yeah, I, I think what needs to change, it's now August, is that if we just if we just hit 230 as a team, right? Because we hit <laughs> under 200 in July. If we hit 230, maybe a couple of extra base hits and a couple of extra home runs. I mean, it doesn't feel like we're that far away, and and I think maybe they're just hopeless as a team. I, I'm yeah. not sure what's happened inside of them, but you can obviously see that there isn't much that's motivating them. And so if we could just pivot. A little bit, I think things would be different for us, and I'd love to see Syndergaard come back. And I don't know if he would get a long-term deal, but I could see them signing him to maybe a two-year deal mm-hmm. and giving him thirty, maybe forty million dollars. Maybe forty million is a lot, but I could see them doing something like that to give him some more time to find himself. And he's still a young guy; he's mm-hmm. not an old, old guy. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, that would that would put him at thirty-one if he became a free agent at the end of this, if he did a two-year contract. And so. I like him. I still am leaning in the direction of let's get some pieces because we've seen what's happened yeah. in years past when we've traded away guys and got pieces back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. So we would rather have him on the team and not be outdated. I I, I got you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he does go, does it become a bullpen game? Do we see somebody like a, a Jonathan Diaz get the emergency call up? Because we have been very impressed with Jonathan Diaz and we've always appreciated what he's brought to the table so you never know what's going to happen with this trade deadline and and what could happen with the halos in the next 24 hours or so well i guess by this time 12 hours by the time you're watching this (laughs) yeah Coming up on Locked On Angels, we're going to ask the question, what happened to Rysel Iglesias? We think we figured it out, and we're going to tell you exactly what happened. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Built Bar. John and I have talked a lot about this cookie dough Mm -hmm. chunk puff, and you even mentioned that your wife likes them and so now you're af- you're afraid she's going to start stealing now from I gotta them. Is share. that correct <laughs> now <laughs> i told her about the goodness share. of built bar and now i got to share and now i can't keep them to myself that's yeah. right. They're worth sharing. Trust me. Yeah, they are worth sharing. They're they're delicious. They have this chewy texture. They have real cookie dough chunks. I was Ooh. actually pleasantly surprised yes. by that. And I know uh, you like more so. Dough. Oh man, even more so. My family was. My daughter loves them. And so when we bit into it, we're like. That's real. That's real cookie dough, and so <laughs> delicious. Covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough, which is you know like my pastime. I love doing that without the hassle of making cookie dough, which is great. And it's healthy for you. It's only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. And so you can actually snag a box of these incredibly delicious built puffs at built.com. Get one for you, maybe a box for you, maybe a box for the family. It's the perfect treat. And then this is actually in the copy, John.
Amazon, it says, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. So I feel like I feel like Built Bar has been listening to Locked On That's Angels. right. <laughs> Considering yours got stolen from you the last time. Uh, twice, by the way. Oh. They've gotten stolen <laughs> twice. Yeah, so uh, the, the jury trial is starting next week. Uh, all Built Bars and Puffs are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and has a ton of health benefits. These things taste good, and they're good for you. And, and trust me, this is something that I actually believe in because I had one, and it's really, really good. So whether you need a snack for a workout or a late-night treat or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar or puff. They taste great. They're better than candy bars. You can ditch the calories, the fat, and the sugar. You should grab yourself a Built Bar. And when you do, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15. Go to Built.com today. Hey, we want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And remember that the MLB trade deadline, we just mentioned it, it is today. And Locked On MLB is going to have all the breakdowns. You guys saw all the moves that happened yesterday. Trey Mancini to the Astros, A's, and man, there's just a lot going on. And so get tuned in to Locked On MLB on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can keep up with all of the trades that have taken place. John, this has nothing to do with this segment, but I really like Trey Mancini, but I don't think that I can like him anymore now that he got traded to the Astros. (laughs) What better move for the Astros to make than to get the most liked the most inspiring story that the guy that's that why everyone, they got him that's why they got him mike <laughs> you can't boo trey mancini <laughs> they're flipping the script changing yep. the narrative they completely did that. and jose siri went to the Rays. he did he got yeah. traded that was huge that was huge you know we're talking about all these trades and one of the names that some people have thrown out there is would the angels trade rysel iglesias but you mm. know they did sign him to this four-year deal in the offseason and we were a part of the hashtag Resign Rysel, yes. and we're glad that they brought him back. But for some reason, this year, he just hasn't been the guy that we got used to last year. And one of the moments that kind of was the exclamation point for that, even though he didn't really blow up, was when the Angels were playing on Sunday and he came in with the bases loaded mm-hmm. and he gave up a double, which everybody scored. But then after that, he got three consecutive outs or two consecutive outs. And yeah. and so if that was a clean inning, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But it was one of those games where you're like, man, Rysel of 2021, he comes into this game and he blows everybody away. Mm-hmm. Think back to when they played the Mariners, right? Yeah, Remember that out, game? Six oh. out save with the bases loaded. So much fun to watch. And so John and I did some deep dives into his numbers and into how he's actually pitching. So John, I want to share a couple of numbers first. Hit he me. has... Three blown saves this year. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't feel like a lot, but yeah. he he has come in in games where it really hasn't been a save opportunity or it's been tied. Mm-hmm. And so last year, he only blew five saves. And mm-hmm. get this, didn't blow a save after June of 2021. Oh, wow. So he was really, really good. His whip last year was under one so 0.93 that's walks hits per inning pitch nine tenths of a person would get on base (laughs) (laughs) which is excellent right and then listen to this year he's almost a full point up he's 1.07 and so that that's a 
that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And that's there, there's your walks or there's your hits, that, that extra guy on base and maybe why he's been struggling. Mm-hmm. Last year, exit velocity off the bat when he would pitch, the hitters would make contact, was 86.2 miles per hour, which is great. But this year, they're up three miles per hour, mm. 89, almost 90 miles per hour off the bat. So they're they're squaring up some balls. They're barreling some balls. They're hitting him pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And then the hard hit percentage in 2021 against Rysel was 33%. This year, 35%. And I know that's only 2%, right? But that's that's a big difference. And then the expected slugging. This is where I think things begin to change a little bit. Hmm. The expected slugging percentage in 2021 was 331 this year, it's 399, almost 400. Wow. So, so f- 40% of the time, they're expecting an extra base hit off yes. of Rysel as opposed to that 331. Interesting. Yeah. And then his ground ball rate last year was 40%. So, most of the outs he got were on the ground, or the balls that were hit were on the ground. This year, 31%. So mm. that means he's given up a whole lot more fly balls. And we've seen that yeah. even in the games that he saved. I know that when he saved the game on Saturday, when the Angels did come back, like there were two outs and it was Sierra that was at the wall and right. he made the catch and everybody was holding their breath. And so I think some of those numbers indicate why he's struggling a bit. Batters have been able to barrel some balls. They've been able to get the balls in the air and they've been able to get extra base hits and they've been hitting really hard. And then Rysel has actually allowed more base runners than he did last year. And that's always going to come back and bite you. But something you've talked about on this show and you and I've talked about off the air is like his velo and his arm slot. So talk a little bit about what you discovered, John. Well, let me just say in regard to the ground ball percentage Mike the other day when he came out and gave up that double now he only threw nine pitches but you know what he didn't throw once the sinker and that's that's a huge pitch for him and that sinker sits about 95 96 he can ramp Mm. it up if he wants to but normally that averages about 95 or 96 didn't use it once on on Sunday and so that's where the lead went but listen to this he used the changeup six out of nine pitches. He threw nine pitches, mm. uh, and, and this is what gets me. So if you take a look at his arm slot for the fastball and for the changeup, they're really in the same spot, which is the goal, right? You want to throw a changeup and make the hitter believe that it's going to be a fastball, and then they swing early, and they swing right through it. That's what makes a changeup effective. But on Sunday, that double he gave up to Ezekiel Duran of the Rangers uh-huh. – that changeup sat at 90.9 miles per hour. Now, he did have oh, wow. some changeups that were about 86 in that game. But yeah. here's the thing. The fastball to Cole Calhoun, it was a regular four-seam fastball. It induced a flyout, and that was 93.8. His hmm. average fastball, again, the sinker and the four-seam, 95, 96. We've seen him ramp it up to like 98 before. Yeah. And so that, that velo is down. And then you know what happens when the fastball velo goes down? You have a difference of 93.9 for the fastball to 90.9 on the changeup. That's only a three-mile-per-hour difference in his pitches. And so you're not fooling anybody between your fastball and your changeup. In fact, that's a a hard Jared Weaver, ding, reference. 
that's a hard Jared Weaver fastball, 90.9 yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> right. It almost feels like a batting practice fastball, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're getting up there. That's hard, but that's that's a ball that you can manage, and Duran did. He was mm-hmm. able to swing and get a double and knock in those runs. Now, I will say this. His average changeup speed this year is 88.6, which okay. is good for a changeup. However, yeah. if his velocity is ticking downward, the difference between 88.6 and 96 miles an hour, 97 miles an hour, that's a big difference. But yes. with the fastball velocity dipping to something around 93.9, that's not good. It's not no. a big enough gap between the fastball and the changeup to fool anybody. And I will also say, and I mentioned this while you were in Hawaii when I talked about what happened to the bullpen, that sinker, he has not used it very often. I don't know yeah. if he That's just goes point. out there sometimes and doesn't feel comfortable with it because, mm. you know, sometimes these guys go out and they have to have a good grip on what they're throwing. And sometimes I just think they feel like they don't have it, but we, we haven't seen the sinker get used as much, especially frequent, frequently as he's been struggling. Yeah. So the question we, we asked is, is Rysel fixable? Hmm. And, and so in one of the ways that we've looked at these numbers, we actually – looked at like a season where he did have a really bad season. He's only really had two bad, and they're not bad, but two bad seasons. The last bad season he had was in 2019 when he was with the Reds. He went 3-12, and 12, mm-hmm. and the Reds weren't good. Uh, his ERA was a little over 4, and he had a career-worse whip 1.2, but then he recovered in 2020. He went 4-3 and three with a 2-7 ERA, and his whip went back under 1. And so... Rysel, I think, is fixable. I think there are some things that need to be adjusted, and maybe, mm-hmm. like Jared Weaver, he can slow down his changeup. I, I, that's what I loved about Weave when he was on our team, is even as his fastball velocity went down, he went to that like 12-6 curveball that was yeah. really hard to hit, and then it just is a matter of where you're placing the pitches. And so Rysel might, ne- might need to learn how to be a pitcher instead of a thrower mm-hmm. as we move forward if the Angels keep him, which I think that they will. But I think the bottom line, and, and I believe you agree with me, is that it's just been a bad year and a bad team. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, you know, I go back to the beginning of 2021. Remember, he didn't have some great outings at the beginning of the season. And I remember he he tried to throw to third when he should have just gone to first, and he whipped yeah. it over Rendon's head, and it was like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. And so... A lot of people were not impressed with him when we started the season, but then he turned it around and had a great season. In fact, so many people wanted him in the offseason. It was great that he returned to the Angels, but I'm with you. I think it's a bad year on a bad team, and nobody can seem to fix the problems with the Angels. How the coaching staff, any of those guys, hitting and pitching, still have their job? I mean, get Buddy Carlisle up here to work with Rysel and figure things out because he did right. it with Reed Detmers. I mean, yeah. we, we're going to have to get Buddy Carlisle t-shirts or something like that. Hashtag <laughs> Buddy Carlisle because he's fixing everybody on this team. And honestly, I just it's so frustrating that the coaching staff cannot seem to figure out what's going wrong with the Halos. So it's not just Rysel struggling. It's really everybody struggling. And it is a shame because... Rysel is worth what we gave him. And I know that four years is a bit risky because that fourth year, this is the kind of stuff you would expect in the fourth year. But after what he did in 2021, there's no reason why he can't get back to what he was doing last year for the next two years. (laughs) 
Well, it is trade deadline day, and the Angels have announced as of yesterday that they are not going to trade Shohei Otani. And no deal. I, I don't I don't know how many people, I can't even count, I don't know how many people came up to me this last weekend or texted me and said, hey, did you see our team is looking at Shohei? Hey, what about our team looking at Shohei? What? And I just kept saying, I just don't think they're going to trade him. And they're like, that would be foolish if they didn't. That would be dumb if they did it, right? Because they're... They're wanting him on his team, right. on their team, and so uh, they've announced, like, "Hey, we're not, we're not at least going to trade him this deadline." Mm-hmm. So, is that a good move, John? Is that a bad move? What do you think? Can I just say to the people who came up to you and the fans of other teams on Twitter and people who were doing mock jerseys of Otani and yeah, in a Dodgers uniform, or I saw a Pirates uniform that came from Foolish Baseball. That was kind of funny. Actually. <laughs> That's good. Let me just say something really fast. Go for it. The Angels are the team that got Shohei Otani because they gave him the best pitch. It wasn't a matter of money. It wasn't a matter of what can you do for us. It was what can we do for you. Yeah. It was like the college recruitment process where you're trying to get the best star out of high school to come to your college and play for you. And when Shohei came here, they gave him the chance to be a two-way player. That's yep. why he wanted to be here. And yep. the Angels gave him the best pitch. Now, in 2018, Shohei pitched, and he hit, and then he had Tommy John surgery. Where were you guys in 2019 <laughs> when he didn't pitch at all? Where were you guys in 2020 when he came back to pitch and he couldn't get out of the first inning in his first start in over a year yeah. Where were you guys in 2021 when everybody said, oh, can he sustain it? Da, 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 da. And then he went on to win the MVP. Where were you? Where were huh. you and your fan base and your team? Because you know what? Everybody thinks they're entitled to Shohei Otani because he's a once in a lifetime player and they need to get him off the Angels because they aren't doing anything with him. You know what? The Angels were the ones who gave him an opportunity, and he said yes to it. Angel fans went through it thick and thin with him. We had to go through the heartbreak of Shohei Otani has to have Tommy John surgery. We had to go through the heartbreak of, oh, he's not going to pitch this season. We had to go through the heartbreak of, oh, he can't pitch in 2020. It's not looking good. So we get to enjoy MVP Otani in 2021 and probably MVP Otani in 22 and maybe even next year as well so the fact that he's off the table i'm sorry to you and your team but we've been through it angel fans have been through it shohei's been through it so we get this and there's a reason why because we stuck with him and we stuck with it and oh i love that did colin cowherd take over for my brother on this show because that was good shohei otani's not a backwards hat kind of (laughs) guy that's good listen i you make a really great point and so i'm gonna throw something at you Mm -hmm. that i've been thinking about that i saw happen yesterday austin riley signed a 10-year he did 212 million on my fantasy team (laughs) yeah with the atlanta braves and so the braves are really stockpiling some great players now he Mm -hmm. is younger than shohei But, Johnny, I'm going to throw this out there. I will not be surprised if the reason why the Angels are not trading Shohei is because they are in the midst of negotiations. And I would not be surprised if we saw Shohei sign some sort of deal or some sort of announcement comes out that they're close to a deal Mm -hmm. with Shohei Otani. And I would not be surprised, John, if it's a 
10-year deal, hmm. and the numbers match what Austin Riley got. Mm-hmm. And I know that people are going to be like, no way, it's only like $20 million a year and all that stuff. But I think that Shohei likes Anaheim, and I think he loves this organization. And I, to your points, I think that he was won over. I would not even be surprised if maybe they gave him a five-year deal and sure. it was like, 200 million or maybe 300 million. I, yeah. I think it's not going to be this long, long, long term thing. I think they're going to give him three, five, or maybe 10 at the most. And I would not be surprised by that. Now, I might sound ridiculous. And if you're on YouTube and you're watching this, you can put your comment in and say, Mike, you're <laughs> ridiculous. And I can take it. All right. I'm confident <laughs> in who I am. But I think to your point, I think Shohei really likes it here. The mm-hmm. Angels have won him over. They've allowed him to dictate what he does. Notice he mm-hmm. hasn't taken a day off. Notice he's not out of the lineup when he fouls a ball off of his thigh. Right. Notice that he's still hitting and pitching, and then even after the day that he pitches, he's still in the lineup. I think that that has won him over. And I think what he said publicly is what every ball player is going to say publicly. Of course. And I think Mike Trout has influenced that because Mike Trout would have said the same thing. I'm with the Angels right now. I love this team. I love this organization. I love my teammates. That's the perfect thing to say. Mm-hmm. I just hope that Artie Moreno goes, I'm signing this guy, and then Perry, let's get some pieces around him. Yeah. And I think Perry's got some high hopes that the team that we were early on is going to be the team that we're going to be next year with a few new pieces in play. I think that that Shohei is in the midst of negotiations and that he will be on our team for at least the next five years. Mm. End rant. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Listen, he goes into arbitration in the offseason, so they are going to have to negotiate a new deal for the next year, and that could be 20-plus million because of how much value he brings to the team. So if, right. you, if you're going to go that far, you might as well sign him for a few more years after 2023. But also, I had this conversation a million times over on Twitter yesterday. If Artie Marino wants to be the businessman that he thinks that he is, you got to spend money to make money. And you got to spend money to put a winning team around Shohei Otani if you want him to stay here and continue to bring in revenue for this team. If you want him long term, then you got to win in the short term. And the way that you win in the short term, at least the Angels version, is to get an actual shortstop to play shortstop in the offseason. Is to get possibly two, maybe even three more starting pitchers in that rotation. You've got to make some upgrades in the offseason. So if Artie Marino wants to keep Shohei around for the long haul, then he's going to have to spend money in the short term to keep that Otani revenue in the long term. It's hot takes like this. It's the reason why you tune into Locked On Angels. I know. I know. That's why you're here, right? And so <laughs> thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast with MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan. Brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and shares some of the biggest stories from around the league. So you can follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, if we said anything out of line that offended you or that you disagree with, you can reach us at Locked On Angels <laughs> or at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. It's a dangerous invitation, Jonathan. That's right. That's right. You know what, though? I, I love the conversation. It's always yes. great, no matter. If we disagree, then yeah. it's still fun because I love baseball discussion. And even on YouTube, too, if you want to leave comments, we love the baseball discussion. Whether yeah, thanks for you, all those. Whether you agree with us or not, that's not the point. The point is that we're all here talking about our favorite team, talking about the future. And and honestly, at the end of the day, it's everybody wishes this team success. And we all have different versions of what that looks like. But it's, it, I just love the discussion. That's why we got into doing this, Mike, so that we could have discussions with people. And so we're very happy to be at Lockdown Angels to do this with you guys. So again, Fantastic. on Twitter, at Lockdown Angels. And of course, on Twitter and Instagram, at Super Halo Bros. Mike, with all that said... What do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? We'll have all the updates. If the Angels make any sort of trades or any sort of moves, we'll share that with you. But the big question we're asking tomorrow is, how can we protect Mike Trout? Bubble wrap. we want to protect him. We want to protect him. (laughs) We're going to invest in bubble wrap. We're going to talk about some ways that we can do that tomorrow on Locked on Angels. All right. We appreciate you making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. Thank you for joining us. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked on Angels.